Hi, ParCast listeners. It's Vanessa with some incredible news. You can purchase your copy of our book, Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them, available now at parcast.com slash cults. Cults is an expanded look at the people who led and followed the most radical groups in history, with an unflinching exploration into what happens when the most vulnerable recesses of the mind are twisted into the lowest forms of malevolence. Details not featured on our podcasts. We're so proud to bring you this fantastic compilation of stories, and we're forever grateful for your support. Without you, none of this would be possible, so thank you. Visit parcast.com slash cults to order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. That's parcast.com slash cults to order today. confession to make. At the beginning of 90% of our episodes, I'm always like, let's take a road trip, kids. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to go ahead and invest into some kind of van, some sort of maybe like a big trailer, something we can travel the country in. Van life. I'm here for that. So get into our comfy new vehicle and let's take a trip down to Route 66. Elle, I've been thinking a lot lately about how weird Route 66 is. You know the old trail where people basically used to take across the country until freeways were a thing. Pre-freeway. There are still signs up for it all over America. I'm actually familiar with Route 66. I have been to the potato chip factory on Route 66. There's a potato chip factory? Yes, Route 66 potatoes. It was actually really iconic and very fun. And probably the least weird thing that is occupying Route 66. This place is very strange. Loey, are we doing a haunted Route 66 episode? As much as I want to say yes, unfortunately, no. There are way too many Route 66 stories, but there's not really a whole lot of information on most of them. Except for one. It's the story of a supposedly haunted road in Missouri called Zombie Road. Is this the road named after a killer zombie or a road named after an escaped inmate named zombie? Yes. What do you mean by yes? That's the exciting part, Elle. Both of these stories are technically right because there's a lot to unpack about Zombie Road. Depending on who you ask, either of these stories are right. And maybe, just maybe, there's evidence as to why it's so very haunted. There is always a maybe when it comes to evidence of hauntings. Are we packing up and taking a trip to Zombie Road, Missouri? Y'all get in the car. I've got the snacks. Let's get on the road. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer and mom with a minivan once again for today. And I am Eleanor, your stubborn skeptic. I'll be the one asking, are we there yet? Might toss up a couple gas dollars. We'll see. Always on playlist duty, though. Oh, that's true. And no taste in music. It's honestly, this is the scariest thing in the entire podcast. (laughs) Just the sheer thought. She's downplaying her playlist uh, making abilities. However, together we are the gruesome twosome. And this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves staying up all night. One thing is for sure, we're glad to have you guys along for the ride. I am a terrible passenger on car trips. I always want to fall asleep. So I'm glad they will be here on this trip to keep you company. Well, especially when we hit Zombie Road, Mm -hmm. because I feel like eyes have got to be wide open for Zombie Road, baby. 
It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. This is the story of a little town in Missouri whose real name is Lawler Ford Road. Now, have you ever heard of Zombie Road before today's I episode? I had not. No. Coming in a newbie. Well, this is a short road located in the city of Wildwood, which just made me think of Animal Crossing, in St. <laughs> Louis County, Missouri. This beautiful two-mile trail opens one half hour before sunrise and closes one half hour after sunset. Isn't it kind of funny to, like, think about? I mean, that's, like, a very normal thing for a lot of, like, big parks and stuff like that. But it's, like, you look at the clock and it's not, like, 7.30. Gotta get out of here. It's It's very horror movie to me. Like, you're trying to escape. I feel like that is a part of a couple horror movies or shows where you're trying Mm -hmm. to, like, get off the road before sundown. You're just watching it creep. What was I just watching? I feel like it was like Lovecraft Country or something Mm, where they had to get off the road before sundown. Well, this road used to be part of Route 66, which is one of the most famous roadways in the United States. Route 66 runs from Chicago to Los Angeles and was established in 1926. While not the oldest or longest way to get to the West Coast back then, it provided one of the shortest ways to get to L.A. no matter what the weather was like. Route 66 was decommissioned in 1985. I did not know that prior to this. I did not know. I mean, I guess that makes sense, of course. Route 66 was decommissioned. Really, the only thing I knew about it before going into this episode was that my mom gave me a Route 66 t-shirt that used to be hers. Taste. I know. I still have it somewhere, but that's that's pretty much all I knew. I didn't know roads could be decommissioned in general. Roads are actually um, one of the things that makes me believe in the simulation because really? what the hell are roads? <laughs> Like, how did we build the road network? That just doesn't really make sense to me. Yo. So. (laughs) Not for nothing. What the hell is a road? Honestly, I've never considered it. And now it will be running through my brain. I actually just don't get it. I don't get it. So speaking of roads, (laughs) this is a non sequitur. But there is a slime mold that is showing cellular intelligence. And I saw this on TikTok. So this is what it looks like. It looks like just slime. Okay. I guess, like c- cellular slime. It looks like some science thing. Okay. It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have a nervous system. It literally doesn't have anything. But they can put this slime in a maze, and the slime will find itself throughout the maze. And not only that, I'm sure I'm, like, paraphrasing this terribly, but they've put the slime out, and they've put little, I think it was, like, yeast or something. Okay. Particles where certain countries would be. And the slime has created... Highway systems, like the slime has created road systems. They've mimicked road systems because they'll put it like, you know, they'll put a yeast particle in Virginia to Ohio and like the slime will create the roads or it'll better optimize what the roads should have been. Isn't that weird? And it has no brain. Scientists have no idea how it's able to do this. What? Bizarre, right? So the slime should be in charge. Honestly, the slime is running the simulation. That's literally, like, you've never convinced me that we are in a simulation more. Yes, President Slime. (laughs) President Slime. That is truly nuts. In conclusion, why I don't trust roads. Like, why can this brainless slime mimic our road pattern? It can't be real. 
So in the town where I inherited my dad's house, I grew up in that area. I pretty much spent the majority of my childhood years there and we used to live in a different house than the one that I, that my dad had. And this house, I remember so distinctly, I would go from school, we would go down this little road and then we would turn off from that road to the road to our house. And now that road is fully like decommissioned. I don't know fully what happened on it to make it that way, but it's like, it's crazy. There's like, this is very random, but there's a shack at the corner that's always been. There's always a there's shack. There's always a shack. There's, always, there's a shack. always a shack. And there's a shack at the corner that has never really been in service, even since I, like, as long ago as 20 years ago. But one time, this is so random, but one time, George W. Bush was Not in what I thought was about town. to come out of your mouth. <laughs> he was in town and there was like this massive parade because it's like a big golf community. And mm -hmm. I guess that's why he was there. He was in town and there was like this massive like just a big thing of like limousines and cop cars and stuff. And my mom was driving and she had to pull over with my brother. And she and my brother stood at that desolate little shack and waved. Wave to George W. Bush. I <laughs> thought you were going to say that the shack was like some kind of government bunker. Like that I wish, I think it might be. Sometimes might I be. believe that. You know those like abandoned buildings in neighborhoods that, or in towns that for some reason are just never torn down or addressed? Yep. Well, I just so believe that that leads to like some kind of spaceship. You can't convince me otherwise. There's a bank in my hometown. I've never seen anyone at this bank. I've never seen it open. Mm -hmm. Literally for like, how old am I now? 20 years? 20 plus years have never seen a single customer at this bank and it has never budged. It's a bunker. That's where I'm going in the nuclear war. The bank. <laughs> I'll be outside the I'll Merrill Lynch. The yeah, let me in. Yeah. <laughs> so the road has now been decommissioned next to the shack. This is this really long roundabout way of telling the story. But they just built another road 20 feet down from this road. Like just built another road that goes down a little bit crosses over and then goes back on that road. They've just shut down for like 10 years. Like just like this much. I mean like the vibe maybe, was off. Maybe a quarter of a mile of the road, but it was just a straight shot. I still don't understand why they did it. I don't understand why they wouldn't just repave it if something happened. <laughs> or, and hear me out, it's a government bunker. So after Route 66 was decommissioned, uh, its popularity, of course, began to decline. Some of the towns along it became ghost towns, which is also crazy to consider all the stops on the freeway just like vanishing into nothing, basically. Like, is that going to happen one day? Really weird stuff to consider. But of course, because now we have all these abandoned towns and relics of what once was a bustling area, some of the trails were now rumored to be haunted, including Lawler Ford Road. Today, if you visit the city of Wildwood, most residents will tell you, don't go to Zombie Road after dark. And why? Because it's considered one of Missouri's most haunted places. In fact, it's one of the top haunted roads in the world. Which leads us to when and why this particular road became known as Zombie Road. So I looked it up and it turns out that, yes, I am correct. It is both of those things. There are actually a lot of reasons why this place could be called Zombie Road. Locals started calling it Zombie Road as early as the 1950s, and nobody actually knows why exactly that's the case. But one popular story is that of the Zombie 
killer. Ooh. Iconic. Sounds like a WWE wrestler or something. <laughs> it really does. I kind of love it. This was a man who thought he was a zombie. Okay, identity crisis. Okay. He lived in a shack in the woods and would attack young lovers looking for a place to be alone. So Hookman, but like with a much better name and less good PR, less much good. less famous. <laughs> considerably less famous. The story goes that a man named Zombie had escaped from a local mental hospital and mysteriously disappeared along the road, leaving behind only his blood-soaked clothes. Why was he bloody from the mental hospital? Who's to say? I guess just because it was creepy. Now, obviously, (laughs) there's no evidence that these killings happened. It is very much your true blue urban legend. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence of any escapees from mental institutions. Zombie is purely a work of fiction. But that is seemingly the origins of the name. Another theory is that the road is called Zombie Road because the railroad workers who once worked there would occasionally, casual, Mm -hmm. rise from their graves at night to just roam about. These workers would play old-time music and are surrounded by ghostly moving lights. It's a rave, baby. It's after Liddy in the afterlife. Yeah. Like, they are living it up. It honestly sounds like Haunted Mansion, and I'm here <gasps> for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is what I choose to believe. Super fun. Because we're talking about basically people rising from the graves, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this story has gone through iterations. It's been passed down. I don't know why, but I just pictured like an old man telling his children about this like many decades ago. And he's like, and those men did rise from their graves and they would play the music and dance about to dancing <laughs> little lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In like the other room, his wife like starts playing a record player and all the kids start screaming. I love how I heard old-timey music and immediately went for the Star Wars cantina theme. <laughs> to be <laughs> for fair, sure. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> for sure. No, I do love it. I, I think that's a cute story, to be honest. And I much prefer it to the uh, mental institution or yeah. Lover's Lane killer. Well, the, the, the Lover's Lane killer always makes sense because there's some sort of variation mm-hmm. of that story for every single town and city, I feel. But the zombie, like the man named Zombie, who just apparently was abducted and left all his bloody... Yes. His Two men named Zombie. Two men. Oh, that's right. One lived in a shack. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He thought he was a zombie. The other man was simply named Zombie. Yes, yes, yes. Now, there is no evidence, of course, that the zombie killer is a real thing. I cannot believe that you guys are hearing that come out of my mouth. No evidence. (gasps) Who am I? But what shocked me when looking into this is that there is a lot of truly spooky activity in this area that leads to its reputation as the most haunted road in America. And like many terrible parts of American history, it all starts with the road being built on indigenous land. Up next, we're going to talk about how Zombie Road was built on indigenous land, as well as countless instances of true crime that may or may not have led to a haunting. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa. I'm so excited to tell you that our first book is on sale now. This is such a big moment for the whole ParCast family, and we can't wait for you to read it. It's called Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. And you can purchase it today by visiting ParCast.com slash cults. 
This is a passion project years in the making and only made possible by you. With your support, we've been able to get back to our storytelling roots. This time with a wealth of research and insights under our belt and intimate details not covered on our podcast before. Shame, exploitation, power. Cults unfolds the many motives behind groups like Nexium, Heaven's Gate, The People's Temple, and more, revealing eye-opening details which will surprise even the most devoted true crime fan. Visit parcast.com cults to order your copy of Cults, inside the world's most notorious groups and understanding the people who join them. That's parcast.com cults. And on behalf of everyone here at ParCast, thank you for joining us on this journey. We hope you enjoy. A History of Zombie Road posted by the Paranormal Guide website says that Native Americans first used the road as a path. But when the land was colonized in the 1800s and beyond, it's rumored that countless indigenous tribes in the area were slaughtered and that their ghosts, as well as the ghosts of Confederate soldiers, now occupy the area. Why is there always a Confederate soldier? (laughs) His name is Jasper. (gasps) Jasper! Eventually, a railroad was built near the road, which created even more legends, such as packs of child ghosts and the tortured souls of working men killed in accidents along the railway. I love that they brought in packs, actually. Packs. That's amazing. Packs. Packs of children ghosts. Just like clusters. They're like, in all the dead... I don't know why I'm talking like this today, but in all the dead children did come together in a pack. They're very like. ominous. <laughs> and then, during the age of prohibition, a nearby town housed speakeasies and summer homes of well-known gangsters. Since this was the time of prohibition, rumors started spreading that the enemies of those gangsters would either be dumped into the river or buried along the side of the road. A lot of different stories and seemingly none of them with any factual basis, right? This is how we see most urban legends kind of forming. We Just have packs these. of children. Yeah, no packs, packs of children. No yes, packs. fantastical tales of packs of children. The Lost Boys, but they're dead. So <laughs> True. Oh my God, true. Unfortunately, we have no idea how true any of those stories yeah. are. But there is a popular ghost story about Zombie Road that seems to maybe have some truth behind it. So this is the story of a woman named Della Hamilton McCullough. And this story is actually, like I said, rooted in a little bit of fact. In 1876, Della was walking down the road and decided to cross the railroad tracks. I will never do this. I will go out of my way. Even like, I don't care. It could be an invisible train. I don't know. I never cross train tracks. Even if they're fully abandoned, it does not matter. I know. will never cross train tracks. I know. I also lived in New York City. Okay. So the idea of railroad tracks in general, like subway tracks, railroad tracks, Mm -hmm. any kind of train, absolutely horrifying. You always heard the scariest stories about people like falling into subway tracks or jumping or whatever. Railroad tracks are also like in the same way that cemeteries are. They're just aesthetically spooky. They are. There's something they're aesthetically spooky spooky. about that. Most trains aren't in commission anymore. They've almost all been decommissioned. So except the ones that I guess ran over Della at at that time in the 1800s. But even now, old railroad tracks just have an air of unpleasantness. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's not clear how she missed that a train was actually barreling its way down the track. But legend goes that, unfortunately, the train hit her and she did pass away. It was said that she was the wife of a local judge. And the crazy part about this story is that it actually happened. 
maybe, according to the Perhaps. internet, <laughs> yeah. it's possible. So when you look up Zombie Road, this story is often referenced as something that really happened. Mm-hmm. I could not, I'll be honest with you, find much evidence outside of stories of Zombie Road that was actual and factual and talked about this happening outside of a ghost story. Well, and when you search for Della, all that comes up is Zombie Road, basically. Exactly. You can't find a history of her. Could that be records lost to time, lost to the 1800s, perhaps? Sure. But... But take it with a grain of salt. Now, several accounts of a translucent figure in white have been reported along the road since Della died. The figure walks up to the abandoned line and then disappears. Or it pulls a Pokemon snap and gets this bluish-white glow, and then it disappears when you try to approach her. Some people think this could be Della McCullough. Della McCullough is a great name. It's really good. Della McCullough. So many L's. And it's not just Della either. The area near the road used to serve as a resort community until the mid-1940s. This area has seemingly been a ton of different things, like Route 66 Mm -hmm. town. She Uh, has the range. She she truly does. This tiny little road is proving herself to be quite (laughs) changing with the times. However, a lot of the houses from this resort community were left abandoned and pretty much decaying which contributes to the creepiness of the road because nothing is scarier than capitalism gone wrong. (laughs) It's true. It is said that these are the former homes of other apparitions that visitors will encounter. For instance, near the old shacks in ramshackle homes, one ghost sighting includes that of another mysterious old woman who yells at passerby from a house. She says, get off my lawn. I don't know what she really says, but you know, (laughs) I'm assuming it's something along those lines. Upon investigation though, that woman is never there. There was another story of a Spectre believed to be the ghost of a boy who fell from the bluffs along the river and died, and whose body was just never found. And like you mentioned, the deaths are sometimes maybe real, uh, according to the web, but are the hauntings. I often just feel like ghosty ghoulies are people. Like it probably was a literal woman yelling at children who just happened to be (laughs) in a shack at the time and wasn't there when someone went to investigate, right? Yeah. I will say we are forgetting one more important piece of the story that we would be remiss if we did not mention because there is something on Zombie Road that I, as a true skeptic, am a true believer in. Something truly bone-chilling and startling. So first, let me set it up for you. Zombie Road is open all year round, 365 days a year, but the road is closed during nighttime. You mentioned that. This is where the story gets truly scary because if you wander Zombie Road at night, you'll meet the local police. Tragic, they literally will give you a fine for night trespassing. There are police patrolling the trail quite often, Mm -hmm. quite a bit, especially near Halloween because obviously people have heard that this place is haunted. In 2011, several people looking for ghosts ended up getting a $177 fine instead. And now you're going to pay a grand. It's a whopping $1,000 to be caught on Zombie Road after dark. So honestly, so not worth it. It's just a street. It's just a street. And is it even haunted? This is a really high coverage area. People are always looking for an oddity and a desolate town along a desolate decommissioned road is obviously prime real estate for people to come and investigate. However, this kind of tragedy of being built on top of native land and then all of these like things going awry, like people accidentally dying on train tracks or whatever, this happens all over the country and you don't hear about 
this degree of haunting. I was going to say, like, most of our country is built on native land. Yeah. I mean, maybe that points to what's happening in the current state of America. Maybe it's less about ghosts and maybe more about... long-term haunting. Yeah. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't heard... I mean, this will come as no surprise. None of these hauntings hold much weight for me. What about you? Where are you at? I can't believe, oh gosh, you know, in season one, we really, we started off so true believer, so true skeptic. And then by season two now, we've kind of like, we've sort of merged, we've married in the middle a bit. And it's so crazy for me to like fully hear about a history of haunting and to walk away like, there's just nothing here. There's mm-hmm. no stories directly from people. There's a lot of urban legend. There's a lot of don't go to Zombie Road at night. And there are a lot of tourist stores who right. sell shirts saying don't go to Zombie Road at night. But other than a marketing tactic for an otherwise kind of dying area, I'm not really seeing. Wah, wah, wah. I know. I know. The only thing to fear here is the local police who will <laughs> fine you for money. There have got to be, like, so many other haunted places on Route 66, though. We've already talked about some of them. The Goatman's Bridge. There are other kind of, like, ghost towns in this area. And I'm sure that, like, if today you were to try to drive the Route 66 route, like, off of the highways and expressways and all of that, the freeway system, I guess, you would probably encounter a lot of ghost towns. And Mm -hmm. maybe there would be multiple zombie roads. What if inside of Zombie Road, there's like a Frankenstein Road somewhere that we just don't know about because it's just local <laughs> legend? Mad Max Frankenstein Road. <laughs> Should anyone go to Zombie Road, though? We always talk about our little road trips, but if you do end up making it out there, just mm-hmm. be really careful. Go I mean, during the day. Yeah. Just go during the day. It's going to look the same at night, but a little darker. Uh-huh. And a little less easy to navigate and a little more illegal. Have you guys ever been on to Zombie Road? Number one, do you believe in the stories of Zombie Road? Number two, and number three, actually, I think I'm most interested in this. Do you have a road in your town or something kind of akin to what we were just talking about? We should do an entire episode on mattress stores because people think that there's like some kind of money laundering like going on with them because there will be like 10 on a street. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, let us know all of our social media what you think of today's episode by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast slash management and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kibben. Research and script writing provided by Judd Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome.
Listeners, remember to visit parcast.com slash cults to order your copy of our first book, Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. It's on sale today, and I can't wait for you to dive in. Nexium, The Branch Davidians, Heaven's Gate, and more. Cults takes you beyond the headlines for an intimate look at the sordid beginnings and deadly ends of the most radical groups in history. Details never heard on our show before. If you love our cult series or any of our true crime podcasts, this book is for you. Without your loyalty and support, none of this would be possible. So we truly hope you enjoy. Visit parcast.com slash cults to order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. It's on sale and ready to read right now. Order today at parcast.com slash cults. (laughs) 